thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome today to Jesus the Healer. We are so glad you're joining us and we know this, it is time well spent because any time you give to the word, my, 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 there's a harvest on that. And so thank you for joining us. We invite you to get your Bible, get something to take notes with because we're also expecting God to speak to you. You know, when you know what he thinks, that makes all the difference. Amen. Amen. And what he says to you is how he thinks about your situation. So expect to receive insight, wisdom from him on your situation today. Amen. Um, yes, this broadcast is called Jesus the Healer, but sometimes we have to touch into other subjects so that healing power can be easily received. There's other things that affect our health, other topics, things that we must address in our own spiritual lives, right? So one of the things that we've been taking weeks now and ministering on is this wonderful flow called walking in love. (laughs) And uh, we're faith people, but we say we're love people too. Amen. Um, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, it tells us, so then faith comes by hearing, not just hearing anything, but then the next phrase says, and hearing by the word of God. So when we hear God's word, notice what happens. Faith comes. We need faith to continually be coming. Why? Because we should be spending our faith every day. You have to know this, that faith is not a bottomless pit. Meaning this, once you spend faith, you have to replenish that faith. So we need faith always coming because we should always be releasing our faith, spending the faith that we do have. So how does that faith always come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hearing what God says to us is to be our lifestyle. It's not just a moment here and there, but it's a lifestyle of feeding on the word, meditating on the word. So the Romans 10, 17, tells us. So then faith comes by hearing Mm -hmm. and hearing by the word of God. But Galatians chapter five and verse six tells us that faith works by love. Faith comes by hearing, but it doesn't work by hearing. It works by love. So we want the faith that has come into our hearts to work. (laughs) Amen. It's one thing to have it, but it's another thing for it to be working. And uh, when our faith is working, we're receiving what God has provided for us and we're able to be a blessing to others. So we want a faith that's not just present, but we want a faith that's working. Amen. Amen. And faith and love is how faith works. So if we're going to focus on our faith life, which we should, my goodness, that's how we conduct business with heaven. There are no divine transactions with heaven apart from faith. 
in our life. And so we, we want to be skillful with our faith. We are, we, the just shall live by faith. Yes. Right. I mean, that describes us. Yes. We live by faith, yes. but we also, if we say we're faith people, we also have to say we're love people Amen. because apart from walking in love, yes. our faith won't work. Right. When the flow of love is interrupted in our life, the flow of faith is interrupted. Yes. Uh, our faith will extend as far as our love does. So we don't just want to have a faith that is great. We want to have a love that is great and overflowing. Now, know this, because um, you are a child of God, he has shed abroad his love in your heart. That means he does not, God does not expect us to walk this love life on the earth out by conjuring up and bringing our own human love to the situation. Human love is far different than divine love. In fact, it's far beneath (laughs) divine love. Uh, Before we were born again, human love was all we had to draw on Mm -hmm. for uh, our interactions with others. But uh, now that we're born again, God has given us his own love to function in, to flow with. So we don't even have to supply the love. He supplies the love that we love others with, but we certainly have to draw on it and put a demand on it and yield to that love. Amen. So faith comes by hearing, but faith works by love. Now that the love of God is on the inside of us, divine love, we put away human love. Yes. We don't step down to try to use human love on people because it'll falter. Human love does not have the stuff to finish. It doesn't have the characteristics to it that will endure. And divine love can endure. And divine love overcomes. And so we had, as born again Christians, we say we're, we're putting away the, 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 the human love, the low flow of love. Why is it? Because um, human love is based on how someone treats it. Right. Human love is this. If you treat me good, I treat you good. You treat me bad, I treat you bad. That's what human love does because it finds its seat or finds its flow out of your will, Mm -hmm. out of your emotions, out of your feeling, Mm -hmm. that soulish side. But divine love is out of your, out of your spirit. And um, so we know this, that no matter how someone treats divine love, divine love is always the same. Why? Because its source is God. Its source is not treatment from other people. Mm -hmm. Its source is not our feelings. Its source is not our emotions. Divine love has nothing to do with our emotions. It has everything to do with the nature of God on the inside of us. God's nature is in those who are children of God. If you're born again, you have the nature of God and that's a love nature because God is love. So that, that love nature is in you. Um, if we're not operating and walking in love, we're not being true to the divine nature that's in us. Oh, that's so the true and the real us mm-hmm. is a nature of love. Amen. Right. If we don't respond in love and treat others in love, we're not being true to that divine nature that's in us. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn, you know, you have to be taught because right. before we were born again, we basically were skilled at operating in human love and that's it. 
but divine love is a different flow. Yes. It's a higher flow right. and it, it makes everything different. Amen. Yes. Um, I, I've said this and it helps us to understand faith comes by hearing, but faith works by love. It helps us understand this, that if we were to uh, call our faith a vehicle, love is the engine to that vehicle. Mm -hmm. A vehicle doesn't move anywhere without something powering it. Love powers faith so that faith can go and do a work and receive what God has provided. Amen. So we want our, we want our faith vehicle always moving us ahead in life and moving us ahead in our fellowship with God in our spiritual life. Uh, But it needs, it needs to be powered and love is what powers faith. Amen. Amen. So therefore, we're not just faith people, we're love people. And it's not love based on how I feel. It's love based on what I choose. I choose to draw on that divine love that's in me. Amen. Amen. Now, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1, the Amplified Translation says this, eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest. Meaning this, don't pursue anything more than you pursue walking in love. You say, well, it says seek to acquire this love. Does that mean we don't have it? No. It means seek to acquire skill with this love. It's in you. The love of God, the word tells us the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. Now it's up to us to become skillful with that love. How do you become skillful with it? You only become skillful at anything through practice. Every day of your life, use every circumstance that arises to practice on. Then when something big comes to try to violate the flow of love, it won't dupe you. It won't deceive you or take you off course because you've been practicing. It's those who are not practicing it that get overthrown. But if we will practice our love walk every single day, Mm -hmm. I mean, when thoughts come to your life and maybe they're not huge thoughts, run it through that flow of love. Is this what love would say? Is this what love would think? Is this what love would do? And I could tell you this, if you wouldn't think it, say it or do it to Jesus, don't do it to anybody else. There's your measuring stick right there. And if you will, if you'll conduct life that way in your marriage, you say, well, they're not Jesus. Well, (laughs) you probably not either. (laughs) We're in him, but we don't always display him perfectly. Right. Right. We don't love based on whether someone else is lovely or not. We love based on who's in us and whether they, your spouse, your family members, your fellow employees, uh, relatives, neighbors, whether or not they appear to act like Jesus, you always can. That's right. Amen. So we can't let someone else be the measurement of how great that love nature 
in us flows. We determine that based on who's in us. We don't let others determine that. So no matter what happens in relationships, in a home, in a marriage, if you wouldn't think it about Jesus, don't think it about them. If you wouldn't say it to Jesus, don't say it to them. If you wouldn't do it to Jesus, don't do it to them. Amen. He's our measuring stick. He's our measurement. Amen. So when it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, eagerly pursue. Mm-hmm. What's this mean? If you're eager about something, you're interested in it. That's right. right. What's this mean? We have to on purpose on be purpose. interested yes. in developing a skill in our love walk. Right. Amen. Right. Yes. And eager about practicing that every day. Yes. Amen. Eagerly pursue that and seek to acquire this love or seek to acquire skill with this love. Make it your aim. Uh Ah, so if love is our goal, love is our aim, then our own way isn't our aim. Getting something the way we want it. Uh No, we want it the way love wants it. That's a whole shift, isn't it? Because human nature is selfish. So this divine love helps us to trump and override human nature. Mm. Human nature wants my way. I want to, I want, I want to get in front. I want to be on top. Um, With my husband and I, we were married almost 30 years before he went home to be with the Lord. And we had heaven on earth in our home and in our marriage. Uh, Was he perfect? No. Was I perfect? No. But the love in us is. And if we yield to love, we yield to a perfect flow. Mm -hmm. Now we realize we're vessels and sometimes it doesn't flow through the vessel perfectly because the vessel can color it, (laughs) right? The vessel can cause it to look good or or not. But the the source of love is perfect. And therefore we can become more skillful at perfectly expressing Mm -hmm. that love flow. Uh, In our marriage, we endeavored to do that. One of the primary things that went on in our marriage, first of all, is he was renewing his mind with the word. I was renewing my mind. What's that mean? We were hungry Mm -hmm. to be doers of the word. When you put that in place in your life, Mm -hmm. it turns everything easy. When you're a doer of the word, it's not doing the word that makes life difficult. No. But doing the word doesn't make life difficult. It makes it sweet. And so with my husband and I, what we purposed was we put each other first. He would put me first. I would put him first. We weren't there demanding our own way. And when you learn to put the other one first in a marriage, guess what? Everyone gets put first. That's the success of that. If you put yourself first, You've got to put someone else down to put yourself first. But when you learn to put the other person first, no one gets put down. Praise God. Well, it's true anyway. Um, Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen would make these statements. He said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. That's key. That's key. Now he would also make a, a, an additional statement to that. He said, if symptoms show up in my body, the first place I check is my love walk to make sure I'm walking in love. Yes. Now, listen to those two statements. He, can, he said, I count more on my love walk than on my confessions of faith. He's not diminishing or belittling the place of confessing 
your faith in God. But what he's emphasizing and majoring on is on love's territory. Yes. God's realm is a love realm. God's property is love property. God's territory is love territory. To step off of God's territory is to step onto the devil's territory. That's sin territory. Have you ever noticed, um, my dad was a cotton and wheat farmer. The thing about farmers or ranchers, they love land. They say, I don't want much land. I just want what everything, I just want the land that connects to mine. What's that mean? It never stops connecting. They keep, they want more and more land. You buy another property, there's more land that connects to that. They always want more and more land. Why? Because they just, they like their land. Well, I love love's property. I love love's territory. Why? Because that's God's territory. On God's territory, the blessings of God can can be received unhindered. Now, even if you're on love's territory, the blessings don't flow automatically. You have to release faith. But when you're on love's territory, faith works. Remember what I said about faith working. Faith works. So it's easy to receive the blessings that belong to you when you're standing on love's property. Now, the thing about all property and all territory, whether it's your own home where you live, there is a property line, (laughs) isn't there? There's a line where it's no longer your property. Uh Same thing with God's realm. There's There's a line where we can step off of God's property onto the devil's property. Get away from that line as far as you can. That's right. Let me tell you what maturity does. It doesn't live on the edge of... Uh, of sin, so to speak. Well, you you know, my my mother used to say this. I remember when we were little, there were four kids in the family. And there were just days that it seemed like that us kids were pushing the rules. You know what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And we weren't necessarily doing it wrong. We were just squeezing as close to wrong as possible without committing it. Right? We weren't in total strife with one another or yelling. We were just badgering, picking at each other. We hadn't done an all out blowout, but we were on the edge. At those times, she would just line us all up and spank us all yeah. and, and say, I'm just giving everybody general spanking. Why? Well, mother, we didn't do anything wrong. No, but you're on the line. <laughs> You're on the line. Yes. And she was saying, you're, you're pushing the boundaries. Yes. That you're testing me, so I'm going to show you. Get off the line. Do you know there are many Christians that live on the line. Yes. They live on the line of, of love. In one little step, they step out of love into sin. We want Maturity doesn't see how close you can get to sin without sinning. Maturity stays as far away from sin's line without sinning. And Brother Hagen would say to us, one step outside of love is a step into sin. What's that? People on the line. Get away from the line. Be full-footed in the flow of love. Don't get anywhere near the flow that isn't love. Get away from that. Amen. Amen. Why? Because there can come some kind of circumstance along that can shove you a little harder than you intended to go and push you into sin's territory. 
So get off the line. Get off the line. So when Brother Hagen made this statement, he said, if symptoms show up, the first place I check is my love walk to make sure I'm walking in love. What's he saying? To make sure I'm still on love's property. Mm -hmm. If sickness shows up, am I on love's property? Because if I go to use my faith, I have to be standing on love's property for my faith to work. Your faith doesn't work right when you're standing on sin's sin's territory. If you could see it this way, that love is a property, love is a territory, sin is a property, sin is a territory. It helps you to know, get off that property, get off sin's property, stay on love's property. So Brother Hagin said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy. What's he saying? I count more on staying on love's property to keep me healthy. Because if I'm, if I'm on sin's property and then I start trying to make healing confessions, confessions of faith, they're not going to have the same effect because I'm not standing on love's property. Amen. So that's what he's talking about. So if we say we're faith people, we have to say we're love people because faith works on love's property. Amen. Does that help you? Yeah, it helps us to know that. Um, When we are unsure of what response to make to others, it's just better to stay on the side of love. Mm -hmm. Now, know this. Love has directions to it. Love is a flow of how it treats other people, but it's also a flow of how it treats God. We can be walking in love toward people and not walking in love toward God. You say, how would you not be walking in love toward God? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So he's saying being a doer of the word is how we walk in love toward God. To just have warm, warm, affectionate feelings about God is not the totality of walking in love with God. You can have warm affections for people and still not be walking in love toward them still thinking wrong about them, Uh be upset, be in bitterness, hold an offense against someone. And you may have an affection for them, but see until both are lined up. Um, We're we're not as skillful in love as we ought to be. Mm -hmm. So whenever we're dealing with people, we not only want to have warm affections, we want to have right actions toward people. Mm -hmm. So it's just better to stay on the side of love. As one minister said, it's better to err on the side of love than on the side of sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. If you're going to miss it, miss it while you're standing on love's property. Don't miss it while you're standing on sin's property. But I can say this, sometimes... A certain, you say, well, do we have to miss it? Sometimes, no, we don't have to miss it. But sometimes a circumstance is new to us. Mm-hmm. We don't know the proper right. response right. at that moment. Mm-hmm. And until we know it, just hold back. Mm-hmm. Step back from it. Don't do anything mm-hmm. until you're sure of what the right response is. That's what love would do. Mm-hmm. Because you can always give a right response later, but you can't always take back a wrong response you gave earlier. So it's better to say too little than say too much. Amen. Because the damage can be done through words. Will God forgive you? Yes. But the damage can be done. Um, So we have to make sure it's better to say too little than to say too much because you can always say something more later if it needs to be said. Always. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
Um, James chapter 2 and verse 8 says this, If you fulfill the royal law, what's the royal law? It's walking in love. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. So it says, if ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. Uh, Look at that phrase, you do well. That how we walk in love towards someone comes back to our own life. It it shows back up in our life. If we want our life to do well, we have to do love. Yes. Right. Now, you do well. Your spiritual life will do well. Yes. Right. People's spiritual life is hindered, held back, limited when they don't give love its proper place in their daily life. Mm-hmm. Right. And let me tell you, I'm not talking about just walking in love at church right. on Sunday. Right. The real you is how you are at home. Yes. Right. Yes. The, real, yes. the real you is not how you are in church right. or how we are in public. Uh-huh. Right. The real us is how we are at home. Right. Yes. Amen. The real us of our own development is demonstrated by what we think and what we say when nobody else knows what we're thinking and saying. That's a demonstration of how far we've advanced in God or not advanced Uh in God. So here he says, if you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. You know what's connected to you? Your health. Mm-hmm. Your right. health will right. do well. Right. What about your finances are connected to you? Yeah. 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 Your finances will do well. Yes. Your marriage will do well. You know right. something else that's connected to you? Your children. Yes. Your children will do well. Yes. We can't sow wrong words into the lives of others and think that it's going to be a blessing to the lives of those we care about. Amen. Amen. If we want to do well and we want all the arenas of our life to do well, Uh it's sowing love seeds, Uh love thoughts, love words. How many of you know, uh, Jesus even made the statement he, in referring, he said, if a man looks up on another woman to lust after her, he said, he's committed sin in his heart. There was no act. There was just a thought. Yes, that's mm, this right. is what I want you to see. Uh-huh. Sometimes we sin in thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, Although we right. acted right to someone, we didn't guard our thought life yeah. towards yeah. someone. Yes. And heaven counts it as a sin, yeah. even if it didn't get carried out. Now, let me say this. if Catch it while it's in its thought, right. the thought right. arena. Right. <laughs> Repent of it as a thought. Yeah. Don't let it come into the, act, the arena of action. Mm-hmm. But um, love is to, we're to have love thoughts. Yes. And that will lead us into love ways. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out our book, out of our book, Love the Great Quest. You don't want to miss it. Get hold of a copy of it. If you would go to deframeministries.org or jesusthehealer.org and order your copy and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. 
Order Love, The Great Quest, now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.